0: Hey Bill, good morning.
1: Hi, good morning. How are we doing?
0: Nice win on the road last night.
1: Yeah, good win for our team. Thought the guys really competed well, and uh, you know, got contributions in all three phases from a lot of a lot of different people. Um, yeah, really good team win.
2: Bill, did the game plan change? Um Dramatically, when Kyler Murray got hurt, or was it basically kind of the same game plan, which is maybe a little bit different responsibilities because Colt McCoy doesn't have the ability to run like uh, Kyler Murray does.
1: Uh, Right, I think that's about it, Uh, Jermaine. uh, They they ran their offense, but um, Colt's skills are a little different than Kyler's, and um, Colts played well for him this year. Um, You know they. They've won with him in there, and, and he's done a good job with the team. So I know they have plenty of confidence in him. Um, so, I mean, he's, he's, been a good, he's been a good player for it in this year. Bill when, few times,
3: Bill, when it comes to Marcus Jones, uh, he's been awesome recently. When you drafted him, did you realize that he would be able to make such a big contribution so early on in and, and, and multiple ways?
1: Him because we thought he was a good player and would help our team um, you know his uh, path he's traveled this year has been you know one of recovering from um, the you know the two surgeries he had in the offseason last year and then you know um, what, participating where he could in the spring and then uh, not until we got into the middle of training camp in the summer. So it's you know it's been a progression and process for him. He's worked hard and done all he could um, the whole way. It's just a question of uh, when you put uh, a load on him. And then when Jack got hurt last night, I mean he ended up playing almost oh um, well, every uh, almost every snap I think on defense after Jack um, went out. So he ended up with a lot of playing time, but. You know, Marcus is a smart kid. He's in good condition, and um, we'll, just, we'll see how it goes.
2: Bill, another guy who looks like they're really taking advantage of their opportunity who's definitely come a long way is Josh Uche. What, you know, obviously, what has he shown you this year and just his growth as a player?
1: <clears throat> well, the biggest thing with Josh has been availability. Um, he's, been, he's been healthy, he's uh, been on the field. You know, almost every every day in practice um, hasn't hasn't missed any time, and unfortunately, in um, the last couple of years, he's kind of been in and out a little bit with um, you know a week here, a week there, two weeks here, a week there, kind of thing. And and as you know, that hurts the progress of a player. It's hard to get into that rhythm and hard to keep building um, your fundamentals and techniques and and keep improving. Whereas this year, you know, he's been out there every day and. Uh, he can work on things that are, you know, fundamental for him, but also some new things, and, and work with his teammates, and the timing, and um, communication, reads, recognition, all that. All that just gets better with with more experience, especially for a player in his third year like Josh. So, um, that, I think that's been the big thing. Um, he's he's always been a guy that we we want to get on the field, and um, sometimes it's just a question of you know how much availability um he's had and this year uh his his training conditioning and uh knock on wood help, but then been really good
0: Uh, bill it looked like mac jones may have been expressing some frustration last night uh during that game when not getting the, the play in time is that something that you like to see from a player
1: Uh well I mean we, we all want to get the plays in on
0: time. But I mean from a body language perspective is that is that something that uh that, that shows the the passion there with the player?
1: Yeah, I don't know.
2: Phil, defensively, you know, a a thing that it seems like you've been able to do week in and week out is get consistent pressure um, on the quarterback. Have you noticed that it's guys taking advantage of their, you know, we've seen Judon and, you know, we talked about Uche, but just the, the front seven in general. You notice is that guys just winning their individual matchups week in and week
1: out? Um, well, I, I think it's number one, it, it's usually a factor of the score. And you, you you really have to, you know, earn the right to rush the passer in this league. You know, so you just don't start off the game rushing the passer. You've got to stop the run. And and if you can get ahead and make it a one-dimensional game, uh, then that's Increases and highlights the opportunities for pass rushers to rush. There's just more passes and they're more known situations. So, um, obviously, some of it is is good pass rush and good technique and winning one-on-one matchups and fundamentals. Um, but also, part of it is you know opportunity and and situation. And it works in reverse the other ways when you have to throw on down because you're in long yardage or you're behind in the score, then that makes it a lot harder to pass protect and and throw the ball against against a good pass rushing team. So um you no, know, the rush is the rush. It's it is what it is, but opportunities and situations have a lot to do with things like stats and and uh, you know and, and pass rush numbers. And they also have a lot to do with you know, sometimes the numbers you give up defensively in the passing game uh, because you're ahead and they're throwing the ball more, and, you know, you may be winning, but, you know, the yardage is, you know, could, you know, could increase a little bit compared to normal situations. So it's just, you know, some of it's situational football, and that's, I think you have to take that into account. Bill, take it on the Raiders this Sunday. Uh, how has it been this season adjusting to life without Josh McDaniels leading the offense? Well, we've been in in, in situations that, like that for many years, where um, somebody in the organization, assistant coaches, personnel directors, um, college pro scouts, uh, or scouting coordinate directors—all those you know, when those people uh, move on to, to better opportunities, which you know I'm personally happy for them to when they get those opportunities. Um, and it works out for them and, and their families, then uh, we we move on. And fortunately, we have a lot of people in the organization who are um, have been here a while, who have experience, uh, who have gained experience, whether you know, that's how Josh moved into his role initially. So um, whatever the situation is, uh, we're ready for whatever changes come, and, and we adapt to them. I think that's, you know, every, every team in the league has, as changes on their staff, and in, and from year to year, um, that's that's pretty common. And certainly, we've had you know our share more than our share. Uh, but you know, that's that's football, the NFL.
3: Bill, when Devontae Parker went down, it seemed like it took longer than normal for anybody to realize something was wrong. I think it was Nelson Algalore and the ref that had to to flag somebody down on the sideline. What was going on on the sideline, uh, in your point of view, um, while that all happened?
1: What do you mean what was going on on the sideline?
3: Well usually just there's usually a spotter that can tell if a player's bobbling or, or, or not walking straight. So I was just wondering why it took longer than normal for a, a coach to realize something was up.
1: Well I think when those plays happen, that the, the player on the field and, and his teammates around him, because they're right there next to him, have a usually have a better idea of the player's how he's doing. Uh, compared to somebody that's, you know, 30, 40 yards away. So, um, yeah, so that's, you know, there's a little bit of a timing there. You're talking about seconds that are taking place, and, you know, if you're sure that there's something wrong, then then you address it, and the player should address it right away. If it's, you know, get a hit and stuns you for, you know, a second or two, and then everything, you know, pops back into normal, then, you know, that happens out there plenty of times too. I mean, I don't think you want when people run on the field after every play. So uh, but you know, ultimately I think the, the players made the right decision and and I'm not sure if how much of it was us, how much it was the spotter, you know, a spotter called down on, on Devin later in the game. That's that's a process.
0: Uh, uh, Bill, the, uh, spending the, spending the week in Arizona, uh, to, I assume, and then heading to Vegas.
2: when you um, look at some of you, and I know you had made brief mention, they were talking about this on the broadcast, just about being a little bit more consistent, especially in the red zone. Um, When you think about like maybe some of the creativity or just the consistency, what do you feel like you guys need to do better as a coaching staff offensively to maybe uh, obviously put put the offense in a better position where you're able to come away with touchdowns rather than field goals?
1: Yeah. Well, the biggest thing on in the red area, you know, they're down always is execution. Uh, there's less space. Uh, it's tight. And you know, defense has less safe space to defend, and the offense, you know, has to, has to find a way to get the ball in the end zone. So it comes back to execution, and that's really for everybody. Um, you know, I think we were a two for three last night or something like that. I'm not sure. Um, ran the ball in, so that's always a good thing. If you can run the ball in.
0: All right, Bill. Um, thanks for taking the time this morning, and we will talk to you again next week.
1: Okay, great. Sounds good. Have a good week.